Hi, I'm Jen, and this is Talking in Bed, the podcast where I discuss niche interests, burning questions, movies, TV shows, foreign languages, and other sundry topics. If you like unfocused, opinion-based shows, then stick around. (laughs) Happy New Year, and welcome to the show. I do not have a topic in mind. So if you're not in for a (laughs) discovery process episode, then I feel like this is not the one for you because I truly have no idea what uh, to talk about. But it's one of those things where I feel like if I don't record something, I, uh, you know, weeks will pass while I'm waiting for, it's not that I don't have ideas. I have little ideas that pop into my head and I think, oh, that would be a good topic. Uh, but they're either as in so far as I've thought about them, I've thought, I don't know if it's enough for a whole episode, but what is a whole episode? It could be 15 minutes if I want it to be. Or I haven't had the time or kind of mental energy to devote to really thinking about it. So, I mean, a lot of the issues that are faced in this podcast are me. (laughs) That's kind of the theme for a lot of things is that I just don't, I'm not giving it the time either willfully or just by circumstance, just by nature of like, I don't have the mental capacity to do work on this. So, um, well, one of the things that, let's start with Christmas, uh, one of the things I was thinking about is I heard from, you know, d- people in my life and also comments that I would read on social media was people saying that they didn't feel um, very Christmassy, that this year felt very different. And I can understand that. Um, I also was not feeling particularly swept away on a magical, you know, (laughs) train ride to uh, (laughs) the North Pole or whatever. You know, I watched the Christmas movies. It was kind of out of duty more than anything. And, you know, just kind of hoping that it would catch, you know, I set up the Christmas tree I did all the things I was supposed to do. And and in fact, we, my husband and I had a very nice Christmas. It was, it was very relaxed. And I, I wouldn't say that it had a overwhelmingly Christmassy feeling. Not that there weren't decorations around and we did all the, all the basic stuff. But it just was somehow different. And in fact... We even had snow on Christmas Day uh, and on the day after. I think we had a little snow on the 24th, um, but definitely on the 25th and the 26th. And I don't know. 
know. So if you also feel like Christmas or the holidays in general were kind of just not really very... Something was missing, then you're not alone, certainly. So if you were feeling concerned about that, you're not alone. And even with New Year's, we had plans, but for one reason or another, things fell through. And so it was just he and I for New Year's. And that, you know, that was a little... It was also fine, you know. We had a perfectly nice New Year's. Uh, but it just was a little different. Um, but something that I've noticed in talking to Germans about Christmas. Now, Germans, they, they like Christmas. They do Advent calendars. They're very into the whole Advent thing, which if you're not... Uh, Christian, it, I don't even know, what is, (laughs) what is Advent even for? It, basically the four Sundays leading up to the week that Christmas falls on, you light a candle, but why? I don't know why. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) it's like you have this wreath. Uh, that's on a table and there are four candles in it and each Sunday leading up to Christmas week you uh, you light the candle you light all you know successively all the candles and um, Germans are very into that they're very into Christmas uh, Advent wreaths and Advent calendars they love Advent calendars which is if you don't know uh, you get a little piece of chocolate in a in the calendar every day we used to have some when I was a kid where you didn't get chocolate and it was just like (laughs) it was just like a little like cartoon would like a hidden thing you know not cartoon you know like just a little character in this like whatever kind of maybe it was a nativity scene or it was like Santa related uh you would just open the little door and there would be like a character back there. But there was no chocolate or gift involved. Some advent calendars are really, you know, it's like they have like tool advent calendars and beer advent calendars and all that. Uh, but <laughs> I was just like, wh- I-, I couldn't think for a minute why, why the candles in the wreath what does that signify? You know, what's the point behind that? And it's kind of just um, just to be reflective. And the candles have like different meanings. Like the some most of them are purple, and then one is pink, and that has meanings that we don't need to get into necessarily, but. There's something like the circle is like the circle shape of the wreath like symbolizes eternal life in Christ, which feels personally like a little bit of a reach. I'll be not the whole. I'm just saying it seems like you had to come. Somebody in the 1700s had to come up with a reason for why this (laughs) 
Why the wreath? You know, why not just four candlesticks? Uh, and it's just, oh, uh, eternal life. <laughs> um, so it basically it's just a probably European tradition that is just part of Christianity. It's not like it's something that is biblically, uh, relevant. It's just, it's just a European tradition in Christianity, uh, I would guess. Um, <clears throat> so they're very in, you know, Germans are very into it. I, I guess trying to think about, you know, the various, um, little, you know, you'll watch like little documentaries on like the history of Christmas or something. And, uh, don't they always credit Germans for coming up with the whole concept of a Christmas tree? Uh, and so they are definitely, you know, into it. And um, something that some Germans still do it, uh, they'll put real candles on their tree. There's something like, you know, it, obviously the candle holder has to affix to the branch in some way. It's probably like a, a clip of some kind. And... Um, it, so that way it's flat, right? And then it has like a, you know, a little spot for a candle. Not a big candle, but a bigger than a birthday candle. And you have to put it very far out on the branch. So you don't have as many candles on there as you would have lights. Um, and you have to really put the candles like... <laughs> Obviously that triangle... Sh shape of the tree helps there right so you have to kind of set them out from each other but um I have this memory of my husband's mom doing that once but me she she does use fake candle light so she doesn't use you know um a string of lights she uses fake uh, you know, whatever, artificial candles. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, that is, and despite all of that, it just, I don't know, just didn't quite feel <laughs> as Christmassy as it could have. Um, and right now we are having a like a warm spell. Uh, so it's in like the 50s during the day. And that's kind of weird, you know. And, you know, New Year's was fine, like I said. Um, you know what I always think of? <laughs> Being 35, the movie uh, Forrest Gump had like a pretty significant effect on my life or the you know just it came out at a very particular time in my childhood and we had the the soundtrack um two cds and we would listen to it at like parties you know if we had like a birthday party or a sleepover we would listen to that soundtrack and like dance around to it, it was like very influential and um one of the scenes that 
always uh, stuck out to me is the New Year's Eve scene where they're in the bar and they're hanging out with those two, I don't want to call them prostitutes. I don't really know if they were working girls or if they were just very open. (laughs) Uh, They're all, Forrest is in the bar with Lieutenant Dan and the Laverne and Lenore, whatever their names are. And, um, you know, it's like 1970 something. So everything feels gross and brown and dirty. Because when I think of the 70s, I think everything was just smelled like cigarettes and was this horrible earth tones, you know. And, um, (laughs) and one of the girls, the blonde one, she must lean over to Forrest, I guess, and she says something like, New Year is a chance to start over, but she has this like thousand yard stare in her eyes where she's kind of like, she's looking for an opportunity to start over at any chance she can. And then when, um, uh, when the ball drops and they're, you know, old Lang Syne is going, uh, Forrest leans over to Lieutenant Dan and says, Happy New Year to him. I haven't watched that scene in a long time. But uh, Lieutenant Dan just looks like so. It's I mean, it's amazing that Gary Sinise was able to communicate so much emotion in doing nothing, you know, just staring off kind of lost in his thoughts with all this confetti falling down over him and getting caught in his long curly hair and um truly that scene like so one of the things that I kind of like about the holidays (laughs) the holiday season is like that mood in particular which is like being melancholy on the holidays I think that there is uh, a kind of magic to that. You know, like one of my favorite things. Because I I don't know if you're familiar with this. If you're on TikTok, you will be. But if you're not, then you, you probably wouldn't really register. But there's this whole concept of like main character energy I guess which is where you of course you think that you're the main character of the story and of course you're the main character of your life but you know in that kind of thing that I guess all of us do or most of us do where we are uh, the center of attention or we we believe we are in our head and um, one of my favorite main character tropes for myself at least when I was younger was melancholy at the holidays so um the kind of thing where you you separate yourself from your family so everybody's inside the house making like a big ruckus and stuff and you're sitting outside quietly or you're sitting in another room quietly and then somebody will come in and have a 
interesting conversation with you. Or maybe they come in and they just kind of talk at you. You know, that one of those. And um, so that scene with Lieutenant Dan is particularly evocative of melancholy at the holidays. Um, and when I was in school, do you remember like, I guess in American schools, I can't really speak for any other schools, but I remember being in high school and, uh, you know, like the day that school would let out for winter break. So let's say it was like the 21st or something, maybe I'm I'm not really sure when they would let out, but somewhere around the 21st of December. And um, I probably had, I, I used to be, when I was in high school, I was in a, an off, an, an after school group, an after school group called Youth Against Racism, YAR. And um, we must have had a meeting because I really didn't do many other activities in school. I was part of like the, we put out like a, a zine. I did that for a couple of, um, I did that once, I think. But uh, so I really didn't do many after school activities. Um, but I was in Youth Against Racism. And I must have stayed after for that. And so the school is kind of emptying out. It has that quiet kind of feeling that after all the hubbub of the day is winding down and I was waiting for my mom and you know people are kind of like walking out the door and wishing each other Merry Christmas and all that and I liked kind of I was probably in my head sort of pretending uh I was at like the airport you know like alone at the airport on Christmas day or like heading home for the holidays that kind of thing which I certainly (laughs) experienced plenty of it in my life now you know that's kind of the life that <laughs> the dots I'm not here by accident you know like the dots connected in a particular direction for a reason and um so I I those things are connected to me so yeah Lieutenant Dan kind of those images of uh drawing away from the the n- sound of sort of uh merrymaking <laughs> in the background but you have to have the merrymaking in the background you know that's really important to the melancholy for the holidays is that you have the the sound of people being happy and not melancholy that has to be in the background uh because it has to offset the depth of your mood and another song uh, not another song a song that evokes this is um I'll be home for Christmas the Judy Garland version because in the in the Frank Sinatra version there's a line that was changed from the Judy Garland version and I'm gonna look it up for anybody screaming at the top of their lungs right now, I looked it up. I am incorrect. It was have yourself a merry little Christmas. Although I'm, I'll be home for Christmas is also melancholy because of course he says I'll be home for Christmas if only in my dreams. Uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. That's the one that is 
you know, very poignant and very melancholy for the holidays. Uh, and you have to listen to the Judy Garland version because there's a line in it that got changed later on. And the line is, until then, someday soon we all will be together if the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. And that is, you know, melancholy, extremely melancholy. And it later on got changed to hang a shining star upon the highest bow. And it's like, whoever changed it obviously felt like, oh, this song is too, that line is too sad for a Christmas song. Uh, it was probably changed by some extrovert who, <laughs> you know, it's just ridiculous. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of, what, what would you say, value in just, if you felt melancholy for the holidays, then you did. And that is its own kind of holiday magic it's obviously not the same as the kind of magic you may have felt when you were a child or you were expected to feel as a child but it is its own kind of thing now all of that said all of that kind of as I said requires having people who are not melancholy in the background it requires you being in a grocery store with like Christmas music blasting and you feel melancholy, right? It requires that offsetting of each other. That, um, I can't think, contrast. What I have experienced myself as somebody living far away from their family, um, and what many people have now experienced because of the pandemic is something different, which I don't have a quippy name for, uh, which is, what would you say, like being alone for the holidays. And that's very different. <laughs> being alone for the holidays is quite different. Now, as far as I have experienced it, sometimes being alone for the holidays is, it's not that bad. It's, it's not, sometimes it can be painful. You're really um, struggling with the aloneness or maybe the loneliness. Uh Sometimes it's kind of like you think you're going to be upset about it and then the day comes and you just kind of take it in stride and you just say, well, it's just a day, you know, and I think I've heard people say that and I think if I hadn't ever experienced that myself, I would think that that was denial or that um, they were uh, writing off their true feelings. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe you are kind of uh, suppressing some of your own feelings when you say that. Maybe, uh, I don't know why I turned that into a you statement. Maybe I'm suppressing some of my own feelings when I say that. Um, but 
truly, in my experience, you know, there are certain things like with with Christmas and New Year, of course, I've always been with somebody in Germany around that time of year. So I I wasn't alone. I would go and celebrate with their family, which is really not the same thing. I don't know if that is the case uh, if your partner's family speaks English, you know, if it's, if they're like local to you and your, your family and where you grew up, then it, maybe it's different. But anyway, um, but you know, for other holidays, like let's say 4th of July, uh, in particular or Thanksgiving, there's really nothing that you can do to celebrate those holidays if you don't have other people to celebrate with. And even if you do, like for 4th of July, what am I going to do? There are no four, four <laughs> There are no fireworks in the middle of the summer in Germany. So I have sort of gotten I haven't properly celebrated 4th of July in a long long time. Um and that's kind of a bummer because 4th of July is kind of fun, you know. Uh, I try to acknowledge it, you know, now that I'm with Ben, one of the things that he likes about American culture is uh, cooking American food. So he will make, you know, just like burgers and hot dogs on 4th of July for Thanksgiving, he goes like all out. He's very into the <laughs> turkey making experience. He made two in November. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, I mean, with Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is kind of like you can move that around a little bit. Uh, I mean, of course, not if you're in America, but well, I mean, isn't that the case? Some people have to work on Thanksgiving, so they might just celebrate on the Saturday afterward with their family, right? So, I mean, Thanksgiving has some movability, but, um, you know, I've spent a lot of Thanksgivings where I try to kind of make it special in some way, but it's like I have to go to work that night you know, or I have to go teach a yoga class in the evening because it's not a special day. Um, And so that is, I think that was a new feeling for a lot of people since the pandemic to just kind of to have things be very different in terms of tradition. And it probably didn't phase me very much because I, my traditions had to change coming up on nine years ago when I moved to Germany. So I'm very accustomed to being melancholy for the holidays, feeling alone for the holidays, um, just having the day be kind of a day, you know, a normal day. And so, you know, in 2020, I really like went all out to try and uh I-, I was definitely into the holiday spirit you know and the fact that this year the holiday spirit didn't quite get me it passed me passed a lot of people you know 
we've got another, we've got 2022, you know, we've got a whole year for the holiday spirit to come back around. So for whatever that means, you know, um, there, there, there are going to be more opportunities in the future. If one year is a little off, it's one year you've had other holidays, I'm sure, where it was really nice and fun. So you kind of just have to <laughs> warm yourself at the at the warmth, <laughs> at the fire of those memories, you know? That's kind that's the way that you handle it. That that would be my advice. I mean, I know it's all over now. Right? Uh, it's just, it's just something that I've been thinking about over the past, um, two weeks, week. It's hard to believe that Christmas was like a week ago. This, (laughs) this was a very long week in between Christmas and New Year's. My goodness. It was a long, (laughs) a really long week. Um, and... I kind of think that's all. I feel like I'm happy that I talked about one topic today. That was a good, surprising outcome of today. Uh, So maybe that was helpful for you. I don't know. Maybe it was an interesting thought for you. You can be melancholy all through winter too. You know, even though it's not, you don't have as much of that contrast of people being sort of happy and, you know, saccharine Christmas music playing 24, the same, the same 12 songs playing for a solid month. But um, you can be melancholy in winter too. It's great because of course, What happens, right? Okay, so let's, before I uh, I was about to go, but I have more in me. (laughs) You know, of course, New Year's, New Year, New Me, resolutions, all that. I don't care about resolutions. I have always felt that uh, you can resolve to change things at any time in the year, right? I understand that for some people in some years, you do kind of need that compartmentalized, like, okay, this is over in 2021. We are starting new, you know, it's just that mental shift. Sometimes you do need kind of an external force that just makes that shift for you, right? So if you needed that this year, great. I wish you luck on your resolutions. What I'm also, what I, I don't want to say I'm more interested in it is what did you leave behind in 2021? Uh, Because I left things behind that I feel relieved about leaving them behind. I made sure that I had them, you know, handled uh, before I entered the new year. And um, I saw some TikTok of a woman being like, oh, if you don't feel like setting a new resolution, uh, you don't have to because, of course, the world is you know, it's winter, you're supposed to be hibernating. I mean, very Northern Hemisphere focused TikTok, obviously. Uh, You know, it's winter, you're hibernating. Why would you uh, try and start something new when you're supposed to be hibernating? 
I understand the concept there. I don't totally buy it because here's the thing. Uh, starting a new resolution does not mean that your life is going to change now. What you're doing is you're planting seeds so that in springtime, if we're going with this woman's northern hemisphere concept, in springtime, the plant is ready to come out of the ground and blossom. So if you have a resolution that you want to work on and it's kind of kicking around in your head, if you get to March 21st and there hasn't been much change, but you've been sort of, whatever, tending to this seed of a resolution, you know, you may find that in spring things start to blossom. So don't like lose hope over the winter months, you know? Um, <clears throat> and, and also you can be melancholy in the winter months if you like, if you just want to be sad, then be sad and you can just feel sad. You can also feel happy if you want to. Not that, I mean, <laughs> I understand that our emotions are often very affected by the pe by the circumstances and the people in our lives. I mean, I obviously I realize that it's not uh, a matter of just having a better attitude. Um, but uh, I'm saying if your brain is telling you, I feel sad, you don't have to try and force it to be happy. And obviously, if your brain is telling you you're happy, it would be really weird if you tried to force yourself to feel sad, you know. Uh, just just be living in whatever emotion you're feeling, but thinking uh, well about it. That's what I would say. You can have all the emotions that you have. But understand that thinking and feeling are different, you know. You can think to yourself, I know I have everything in my life. I know that people love me, but I feel really badly. That's fine. But thinking and feeling are two sides of the same coin. So don't forget that. If you're feeling a lot of things, don't forget that thinking is on the other side of that. And sometimes you need... Uh, to talk to other people to help you think through something externally. You know, my uh, <clears throat> motto for the podcast is like externalizing the internal, right? Just getting all that inside stuff out. And sometimes you have somebody else look at it with you and try to figure out what it all means, you know? Um, well, <laughs> I think that's all that I have, and I hope that uh, you have a very happy and healthy new year. I hope that I release more interesting episodes for you to listen to, and...
Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'm going to enjoy my coffee and continue watching my Bones Marathon. <laughs> so I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Bye.